Boom, baby. Football cards collecting and investing. Look, we are so happy with all the feedback that all of you have sent us from our interview with Lou Janu over the weekend. And that was a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out. We're going to be doing more interviews. But today, Andy, we're going to talk about a lot that is happening, including a very important topic. What is the best way for me to list your cards okay whoever you are we're going to talk about card listing today and what we want to do in the comment section last week we had the optic versus prism debate and today andy we want to talk about 99 cent auctions are they actually good for right now or should you just list cards as buy it now so let us know in the comment section below which method do you prefer especially now uh during this hot cycle and andy i find myself i know you're a big buy it now guy but for me i i'm listing a lot of 99 cent auctions right now because the market's hot and i just want to get some cards out so i can get some money in so i can burn all my money on a jamar chase zebra print select card when it drops so what <laughs> uh <laughs> what what method are you using right now the most yeah, so I'm a strictly a buy it now guy, but that's because there's so much gray area. Like when you're determining right. whether to send a card to auction or in a buy it now, I mean, you have to consider the player, the relevancy that they currently have, because so much of what drives the football card market is recency bias. And uh, you got to think about who's getting the most hype right now. And it's a lot of it are rookies and backup quarterbacks and these guys are speculative. And of course, there's always you have to take into consideration who that player is. Like there's always like rare cards of Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, or even Tom Brady. Like if you send those to auction, yeah, you're going to get views and you're going to get bids. But you want to consider like, is this the peak relevancy that they're going to have? If it's a guy that's going to play week one, then you probably want to wait and time that auction to end week one when they're about to play. Uh, on the main stage. Yeah, and you've been getting a lot of comments, and I've gotten a few questions as well. And yours are more from people that are very much into cards. Mines are a little bit, hey, I got some cards stored away. I see you got cards in the background of your YouTube channel. What do I need to do? So obviously, Andy, your audience is a little bit more you know, accustomed to listing cards. My simple point here is if you absolutely need to get the card sold and you want to get some cash influx, you 99 cent auction that thing. I think that's always if you absolutely want to get that card out, that is the best way to do it. And Andy, something that I see a lot of people do is they'll do this thing where the first bid, I want my first bid to be 999. And they'll put that as the minimum bid and then at the same time they'll do like a buy now for like or you could buy now for 20 bucks and i'm like that doesn't make a lot of sense right so for me obviously it depends on the card sometimes you can do one of those opening bids at a thousand dollars if the card is really that desirable but if the card is desirable and you 99 cent that thing there's going to be a lot of people that bid, right? And if it really is desirable, if you do a 99 cent on a Herbert Silver Auto, Lionel Messi in another sport or whatever, people are going to start bidding. And before you know it, that card, you know, just an hour after listing is going to have $700 already into it. So more often than not, you know, Andy, when we get this question, 
why am I not selling more cards? It's because the card isn't desirable. So I, I wish there was another way we could put it, but a lot of times it just comes down to how desirable that card actually is. Yeah, absolutely, because there is a sweet spot we talk about, especially when it comes to the majority of NFL players, like the skill position guys. Uh, you know, there's a sweet spot. A lot of hobbyists want to spend somewhere between like 40 and $60 in one of those players. And when you look at the cards that fit into that criteria, those are going to be more of your color match, serial number cards, autograph cards, cards that have a little bit more scarcity, but also a little bit more eye appeal, desirability. Maybe they have the brand recognition of a, a contenders or the optic rated rookie logo or the prism brand stuff like that and and so you see a lot more of those cards but i i'm with you carter if you're gonna go to an auction and like force a sale because you want that cash you want to make that money now absolutely do it at a 99 cent because think about it if someone bids on that because they see that 99 cent like oh i gotta put a bid in at five dollars like if some reason this thing goes that low i may have a chance you know, put in a bid. Well, then that person gets a notification when they get outbid. And so all of a sudden you've created, you've manufactured this bidding war by putting your card, starting your card at 99 cents. And I, I think that's definitely the way to go. That's the way you get most, the more people in that way. And in our conversation with uh, with Lou, he, he made a good point. You know, the market is what the market is, right? You, you can't just force something to be popular. So while I might think that a college uniformed uh, Garrett Wilson card, because he's you know a great wide receiver at Ohio State, I might think that this card should be worth $20. And I think college uniform cards should be worth more. I truly do believe that, but it's just not. That's just that's just the, the reality of the situation, right? So you know, I trust you, Andy. We wish skill position cards could go for more. We wish, you know, a lot of different things would go for more. And we wish that it wasn't just a certain select amount of cards that go for the most money. But it, it's just how it is, right? Things gradually change in football cards. And this always stand. And if there's anything that you can ever take away from this podcast, Andy, you and I, we share this all the time. It is way harder to sell a card than buy a card. It's 10 times harder to sell a card than to buy a card. It always has been. It always will be, right? And sellers, you're vulnerable. There's a lot of different things that can happen when you sell a card, right? There's still a lot of fraud that is happening in this hobby. Oh, well, I never received this card. And they actually do receive it, and they, you know, you're – your SOL, right? So it's one of those things, Andy. Selling cards is hard. You know, that's why in the last couple of episodes, we've, we've said list 10 cards. Andy, guess what? I listed 10 cards because I didn't do what I did in, you know, episode two, two episodes ago. I said, God, I, I got to list these cards. I just got to do it. It's hard, Andy. And you've done a ton of videos on this channel how to more efficiently list cards, but you know, you got to take a good photo. You you, you got to list it. You got to put the card number. You got to put a good title um, because that person is buying a card. They, they, there's hundreds of options a person could do when they buy a card. So, you know, it takes time. It's tedious, but, you know, you, you got to do it if you really want to sell these cards. Yeah. And I see a lot of people putting these rocket ship emojis, flame emojis, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the huge sale, the, the, pack pull the 
you know, great value on their title. And uh, my question for you, Carter, as a, as a consumer, as a buyer of football cards, does this really do anything for you? Not really. It might do something if I'm just like brand new to it. But honestly, the photo is going to tell me more. The photo is what I'm going to spend the most time looking, right? Something else is if there are some words and things that you want to put in the title, um, make sure you put the card number on there. Make sure you put the year. Um, the player's name is spelled correctly. That one's obviously pretty huge. Put the critical things that you need in the listing, but also in your description, write a longer description with a bunch of keywords in it, and that's obviously going to help you out uh, potentially getting a few extra views as well. So all those things are, are very, very important, but I just can't get over this, Andy. And I used to be this person as well. My heads in anybody buying my cards. Well, it's because your, your cards just are not really that good. And, you know, I think one thing, Andy, is that a lot of people will rip boxes and they'll just get all the cards in the box and they'll be like, oh, OK, well, I just bought 40. I just bought a $40 blaster, a $35 blaster or whatever. And I have all these cards. I'm going to list them and I'm definitely going to get my $35 back. No, it's just not. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. Right. So, yeah, Andy, it's it, it's hard to understand that as a seller and it shouldn't discourage you. It's just, it's, you know, the emoji thing, the rocket ship. Oh yes. This card is going to take me to the moon and it's going to make me very, very rich. Watch out, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. You know, the emoji game, is just kind of, it's, it's funny, but yeah, it is what it is. Huh? So, so for example, like, you know, you talked about college uniform cards, right? And, and for the right player, these are very applicable. If you look at the 2022 rookies, because that's primarily the only thing that's out for them and you have some more options. And, and so for example, like I opened a Damian Pierce college ticket auto last week, numbered out of 149. There is no telling how many boxes of 2022 Chronicles draft picks I would have had to open to get that card. I did sell that card for $60 after buying it at the end of July for $10. Uh, so I did really well on it, but I also listed it immediately. If I would have waited till October, November and like, Oh yeah, I got that Damian Pierce card. Um, and he, and he, and he maybe has a great game at the end of October, but the Houston Texans are four and four. And now this is a college ticket auto when now there's, you know, based on his gold standard elements, uh, Panini black, you know, there's several sets out now with him in his pro uniform. All of a sudden I'm not getting nearly what I could got or what I did get this past Friday selling that card. So that's a primary example of like capitalizing when striking, when the iron's hot, like understanding the cards you have, the player that you have and striking when the iron's hot. Damian Pierce hype cycle, baby. You got to love it. <laughs> and so I didn't do anything special in that listing. All I did was look up college ticket auto, Damian Pierce, and find one that just recently sold. I'm like, boom, here's the number one out of 49 that sold for $85. Okay, I'm going to use that listing as my starting point because I knew I know the title's successful. The descriptors are successful. So I go ahead and click that. I click sell one like this, and all of a sudden I'm off to the races. I upload my own photos, modify the title, and I'm off to the races. Right. And that's the thing. And you know what you're doing. And, you know, very simply put, um, I don't own any Sean Alexander cards. And 
even though he went to Alabama. And yeah, he was great. Yeah, he rushed for 2,000 yards. You're just not going to get a lot of Sean Alexander buyers. But Justin Herbert, better watch out, baby. And Romeo Dobbs, the next Jordy Nelson, better watch out, baby. So let us know in the comment section below. 9 out of 10 auction, buy it now. What are some of the strategies that you use to be successful? Because that is the number one question that we are getting. And even more importantly, if you want one-on-one -on -one help, you can go to our Patreon, right? Patreon.com slash football cards. You could be a, a part of the Discord. Once again, there's people in there that are really smart, Jonathan Taylor cards and so on and so on, that give you good advice. Some people that have been in the game for two decades, some people that have been in the game for two days. Go to Patreon.com slash football cards and check it out. Now, obviously, you know, Andy, a big story right now is Select. Select design looks amazing. Um you know, I just I just think they killed it here. I think this is going to be uh, very fun. I know retail is retail, um, but still, you know, there's still people that don't like select because it did hit retail shelves. I, these designs are just freaking amazing. I, I wish there was another way I could put it, but I, I, I just love the way that some of these cards look. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I think they improved the designs over last year. I also think they improved the photo option here on the Jamar Chase card over the Prism. <laughs> so you got a big upgrade here in photo for Jamar Chase. So that's nice. And uh, yeah, of course, because this product is so brand new to the market, you know, cards right now are going for a premium. N not quite as much as you would see like when Prism was first released. Right because there are more options right when prism was first released it was the first of the major release sets for 2021 rookies now there's prism out there's optic out there's optic contenders out there's base contenders out so there's a lot of options now for 2021 rookies and select is kind of like coming in uh on the back end here like total back in here now is the 2022 season is about to start uh so there's a lot of options but i love the designs i i think people are going to really enjoy these designs but still like Target serial numbered autograph cards, target scarcity within this set to, you know, help uh, boost the liquidity, help boost the resale value that you get from these cards and understand the hype cycles of these players. Yeah. And I, you know, to go along with select, I, I would list my Trey Lances as buy it nows right now. Um, if you don't want to just move one, um, because it's amazing how much Trey Lance cards are, are going for right now, Andy. It's truly, truly incredible. I think he is the most fascinating quarterback of these rookie quarterbacks because we've not really seen him play. We had a very limited sample, and with the other five, we've seen them you know, quite a bit. Now, I know Zach Wilson's have taken a hit a little bit in theory because of his injury, um, but, man, it, it – all six of these rookie quarterbacks, sometimes these prices can get really, really, really uh, astonishing, if you will. Yeah, you know, so this is a non-serial numbered insert within Select. And the key there is that it's non-serial number. Of course, Zach Wilson uh, just recently underwent, you know, uh, arthroscopic knee surgery. And he should be back sometime mid-September, but... I mean, it wasn't good how he went out in the first place. And, um, you know, that's these cards that are non-serial numbered, even though they have a cool design, interesting appeal for a guy that just doesn't have the hype and the relevancy right at this moment. Uh, you can see this card went for just $3.25. So 
once again, very, very interesting to observe recency bias and always go on uh, Twitter and look at what's going on with the, the player that you're holding. Then understand where does that card rank in, in the liquidity scale, you know, and uh, the how desirable it is before you go and, and list that thing, especially yeah. in an auction. Yeah. So once again, if you want select cards right now, obviously, if you could buy boxes retail, it's always fun to have, you know, some sealed wax in the back. But man, it's, the single market is just crazy right now for select. So maybe just maybe you can get some value on on a prism auction because, uh, you know, there's just more cards out there now for the class of 2021. So, you know, just be careful, I guess you could say, as far as, you know, overspending. Maybe it could be the peak for this certain player in select. Uh, and, and if you're watching on YouTube right now, you do see a hobby box going for 1500 um, which is very, very, very interesting. So, you know, Andy, I, I if I go if I walk into Walmart and I see some mega boxes sealed or whatever, I'm gonna grab it. If I see a blaster, I'm gonna grab it. I might not open it, but you know, it's you know fun to hold on to to some sealed wax. It's always a fun investment, but I'm just waiting, you know, for some of these Jamar Chase select single prices to go down so I can pounce myself. Yeah, I haven't been able to find uh, any of the zebra print Jamar Chase cards yet, but um, I I anticipate that they'll they'll make their way out. It's still very very fresh. Uh, I believe it was just released last Friday, so and and hobby box format, so it, it's probably not going to hit retail shelves uh, maybe towards the end of this week, um, uh, next week, and and you're going to start to see that product hit the the retail shelves, and then that'll start you know, circulating its way to eBay's marketplace a lot faster. And and so, for example, that base field level, even though it's a field level, and we know that's the shorter print tier within Select, like Concourse is the base tier, and then they have Premier, and then last year they had club level, and I think they may have brought it back, but I think I saw a club level earlier. I'm going to do some more digging because according to the checklist, they got rid of club level, but I think I saw one earlier, so I'm going to do some more digging into that, but then field level is supposed to be the most short print tier, but even in the base variation, that card is gonna that card's gonna go down. It just doesn't have the the color appeal. It, it's probably gonna end up like a ten dollar card. And right now, you know, people are trying to get 100, 150 on the best players like Jamar Chase from 2021 class. That's a prime example of a card that's gonna go down big time once there's a lot more select product on eBay to choose from. Yeah, shout out JJ Bama. I got a Bama jersey up here. He was last week talking about field level and the, the good old field level days. I believe that was J.J. Bama in one of our comment sections. Shout out to him. Uh, I don't know him that well. Do you, do you know J.J. Bama has been, been a quester for a while? Yeah, uh, he has. He's a big PSA uh, collector investor, and he's transitioned actually from select field level silvers. That used to be one of his favorite yeah. cards, and and mine as well. We and we both saw them as being extremely liquid. Like uh, the 2019 field level silver cards have a high gem rate. They're gorgeous cards. They've done very well for Kyler and all the other guys from 2019, but. Um, since Select was released in retail, that has definitely tarnished the brand. It's also tarnished the resale value that these cards got from uh, previous recent years of Select. It really has. And so he's transitioned from field level silvers to now optic hollows. 
and uh, that's his new sweet spot optic hollow PSA tens. And uh, that's his new sweet spot. And I, and I see those cards as being extremely liquid. I mean, uh, I don't know if I mentioned you on last week's show. Maybe I did that. I sold my Tua SGC 10 optic hollow. So I finally gave in to one of those offers. It was very close to my asking price. So, you know, optic hollow is incredibly liquid, even in uh, raw format. And for a lot of, a lot of players, like I just sold a lot of, of optic. It had an optic hollow, a couple other color parallels of Brandon Ayuk, you know, another very popular player on a massive market uh, team in the San Francisco 49ers. So those, those factor that market size, that fan base size has a big effect. Like you can even go to NFLPA's website and look at the jersey sales. Um, and that'll give you a good indication right there of who is most hyped up. And a lot of times you'll see it's driven off of market size, like Justin Fields. Like Vegas has got the Bears to predicted to only win four and a half, five games this year. Justin Fields still is one of the jersey sales leaders, uh, according to NFLPA. And, and so his cards are liquid, especially his more rare cards. You're, they're still going to fetch a pretty penny. Here's the thing about Justin Fields that's very interesting. It's uh, Chicago's never had, you know, they had Jim McMahon and Jay Cutler, and they've never really had a star quarterback, right? And if somehow, some way, Justin Fields is able to get hot during the season with this bad roster – the market size, the dual threat, the exciting brand of football he plays, watch out. I've always liked Justin Fields. He was still my favorite quarterback coming out of the Trevor Lawrence draft class. He's got the worst supporting cast out of any of those quarterbacks, but watch out. If he's able to get hot, it's going to be massive, right? Because, you know, Chicago is you know always going to be a Jordan city. It's always going to be a Cub city. And, but that's a good football city. There's a lot of Bears fans there. So it's very interesting. If he does get hot, watch out. Now, you know, overall, uh, before we get into playoff or uh, before we get into play of the week here uh, and hobby tip of the week, and your thoughts on the QB market as we move closer to the season is what? It's still driving the market. It's still incredibly hyped up. There has not been a dip yet in Davis Mills. Uh, I continue to look at him as a prime example of, of the quarterback market hype uh, and, and people choosing to ignore the fact that they are in an incredibly difficult AFC conference. We also saw uh, Trevor Lawrence play again this past weekend in a limited Scott capacity Trent. preseason against the uh, against the Steelers, in which there were some very high transactions that I noticed on Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Pickett. What's interesting is Kenny Pickett is now his rookie autograph cards are now selling for. If you were to compare like the scarcity and the availability, and like the quality of card autograph card from Kenny Pickett is selling for the same as the the quality of card from Trevor Lawrence. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and that goes back to the availability of different products out for specific player. There's very little out for Kenny Pickett. So what is out? Like the supply has dwindled very fast, and therefore the prices have shot up exponentially. And there's becoming more and more demand from the Pittsburgh fan base to have Kenny Pickett as a starter. So, you know, whenever I pulled the community last week, how many games is Mitchell Trubisky going to start this year? It's like about a six-game over-under at this point. Uh, Mason Rudolph had another game this preseason appearance, and he's played pretty good throughout camp. And Kenny Pickett is progressing. He's picking it up pretty quick. Uh, And 
You know, that, that George Pickens guy is an absolute stud, you know, and I know you like Georgia players. So yeah, I, I, I love Pickens coming out. Um, and obviously the Steelers are legendary for their receiver drafting. I mean, they just, they just don't miss. I mean, they're just really, really good at it. So it's, it's very, very interesting. So obviously we look at it every week. It's very important that you subscribe to the fantasy football card quest network. Um, coming up on the channel, you are going to be doing pretty big CSG reveals. So make sure all of you check it out. Now, hobby tip of the week. Andy, I, I, I'm not going to spend too much time on mine because we did it for the beginning of the episode, right? The 99 cent versus a buy it now. Do you have any other extra hobby tip of the weeks? Uh, yeah, so I would say organization uh, is important. And if you're looking to track, like I, I do think it's important for, obviously you got an organization in terms of storing your physical cards uh, in your inventory. Uh, I think you should have them in some type of, uh, organizational format, I recommend you get like a, a box that's got the dividers in it and then you organize it by player. Um, I find that the best way to do it. So you can quickly go to the player and see the cards that you have for that player and like organize it versus listed and non-listed cards, especially once you start listing a lot of cards, make sure you have those listed cards in a place where you can get them because customer service and handling time is very important and ensuring you get that 100% positive feedback. You want to mail stuff out promptly because there is that, you know, delay in getting the card, and then potentially someone's trying to flip it, and you want to get it to them as quick as possible, uh, so there's no delays there. And uh, Google Sheets, uh, and everybody doesn't have to have Microsoft Excel on their computer. You can actually go get a free Gmail account and start a Google Sheets, which is a cloud-based Excel format, and you could just track basic things like the card name, how much you paid for it, and the date you paid for it. And so you can just kind of track basic trends. You can track your portfolio so you can see, like include the, um, the price plus the shipping and handling. So your total investment cost in the card. So that a way to give you a good idea of, of what you're in on that card and then, you know, kind of where you want to get out of it. So you make sure that you're getting a, uh, a sufficient profit margin and stuff. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, obviously organization, that's something that I struggle with. So, yeah, be on the lookout for card dividers. Um, and, and yeah, don't uh, and, and don't be like me and allow cards to pile up and say, oh, well, I, I, I'm thinking about listing this one. I'm thinking about listing now. List it, put it away onto the next card. Now, it's time for play of the week, Andy, and – you know, I'm I'm going to start here. I'm very, very, very interested in Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Right? This is a guy who has just fallen off the face of the earth. Right? He's had these injury issues. He's had a lot of these other nagging things, and this is a crowded backfield. But then again, you still have first round draft capital, and if he's healthy, you know, there's all this these rumors. Well, Sky Moore's going to play running back. Isaiah Pacheco uh, out of Rutgers, who I think is decent. But, you know, the opportunities there in that Kansas City backfield, I, I just like Clyde Everett-Alaire a lot. Obviously, that might just be my LSU bias. But, I mean, if he pops, people are going to be like, well, I used to spend this much on Clyde Everett-Alaire cards. And it used to be crazy the sheer amount of volume of Clyde Everett-Alaire cards that would just 
move and move and move and move. Now, I wouldn't spend a fortune on a Clyde Edwards-Alaire card, but they are drastically cheaper than they once were. And keep in mind, even though for me just watching him, he, he's not been as dominant as he was at LSU, but Kansas City's options are wide open right now, right? So who knows where Mahomes is going to target the football? And Clyde was a good pass catcher coming out of college. So just be on the lookout. It's it's somebody very interesting. It might just be my LSU bias and just hoping that he finally breaks out. But I, I am, you know, I do have Clyde over to layer safe search. I did it uh, recently and I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Let me just put it that way. I'm thinking about it. I think you might be uh, on an island with, with that take. But, hey, that's hey. fine. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely fine. Um, so so my play of the week is actually going to go back to uh, – because one quarterback we didn't mention when you asked me about the quarterback market, Baker Mayfield's card since being announced the official starter week one, which we knew was happening. We talked about this, card. This is why you guys subscribe to the channel. Uh, his card values have gone up, and I'm about to blow your mind, Carter. Because Baker Mayfield's Prism PSA 10 is trading for the same as Kyler Murray's Prism PSA 10 right now. It's nuts. And, of course, you know, Josh Allen's uh, base Prism PSA 10 is a $700 card. Lamar Jackson's a $430 card. Um, If we were to look at the chart here, share my screen. Even keeping Saquon Barkley in the loop here just because the generational talent and the draft capital he comes with from uh, 2018 his card's about 70, only uh, half of what the, the Kyler Murray is at $150. And I just still think that Kyler Murray's cards in general, like use this as a gold standard uh, because it does have a population of 2,700, you know, a little bit more than the Josh Allen, the Baker Mayfield, and the Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> but go and look at some of Kyler's other cards. I recently saw a rookie ticket auto for Kyler that closed an auction like under $400. That in comparison is not very much more than a DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. And that is wild to me. Um, and I know that there's, you know, obviously it's been a dysfunctional offseason for Kyler to say the least, especially the start to the preseason. And there has not been any big, not been any news. Like I very rarely see training camp reports from Kyler. I very rarely see any type of news about Kyler Murray's preseason. I think this is keeping his cards down, but he's a guy that can explode onto the scene based on that athletic ability. Carter, I think now's the time to buy in some of these uh, more established young uh, quarterbacks or even skill position players that are just not getting the recency bias, not getting all the news because they're not really playing. And Kyler Murray is a prime example. So as someone who's made a Baker Mayfield play a few months ago, and I feel like I'm about to be able to sell my Baker Mayfield, um, kudos to those that saw the Baker thing coming, right? I did, and – you know, I was able to trade a card that I never thought I would trade, but it's turned out to be a steal because a guy included a Chris Paul uh, jersey card, whatever. Um, but my issue, Andy, is I made a mistake. Uh, the Baker Mayfield card is a little dinged, uh, and I didn't evaluate it closely enough. 
So if I had a flawless copy of this card or a better copy of this card, it would have sold. And I actually looked at these Baker Mayfield things not too long ago and was wondering why why isn't mine selling? And then, you know, I know that it's dinged, right? So it shows, you know, once again, I saw something happening. I actually traded a, a, a cheaper version of a Jerry Rice rookie card for a Baker Mayfield card. Now, in theory, Andy, that sounds like it's a dumb thing to do, but – you know, it it turned out to be a decent move for me because a guy threw in some some extras uh, to get that deal done. That's why looking at condition of these cards are so important. It's it's very 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 important. Um, so it came out pretty well in the deal because of the extra cards. But Andy, it's it's crazy how this stuff works. It, we know Baker Mayfield's not that great. We know Baker Mayfield is not the future. Maybe just maybe these card bumps are are a little extra because Matt Corral did get hurt, and Matt Corral was looking good in 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 practice. But if you are one of those people holding Baker Mayfield cards, you know for darn sure that Sam Darnold is not going to be the starter because Sam Darnold is flat out awful. So if you're sitting and you made these Baker Mayfield plays. You have had the perfect storm, Andy. You have had the absolute perfect storm. Corral's hurt. Sam Darnold's a top backup. Matt Wolves got to win some games this year. So Baker, man, this is Andy. This is absolutely wild. This is absolutely wild. The Baker Mayfield experience, baby. Huh? But, and and huh? I think it's gonna. I, I don't think we're at the peak. I, it may level off. We'll see what kind of playing time he gets this final preseason uh, week. But we got to remember they're playing the Browns week one, man. The revenge game uh, that's arguably just as hot of a narrative as Russell Wilson playing against his former team in the Seattle Seahawks. So, <laughs> I mean, this is. I think these revenge narratives just lead to an incredible amount of hype because they're going to be a focus point of ESPN, of NFL Network. You know that they're going to be talking about. And so Russ's uh, week one revenge game is Monday night against the Seahawks. So he's going to be isolated kind of that Monday night island, whereas Baker's is on Sunday. So this is going to be a focal point of a lot of broadcasters on sun that opening Sunday week. And uh, I think it's going to lead to a tremendous amount of hype. So we could see that actually be the spike. Now, if they win that game and Baker throws a few touchdowns to DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey looks good. All of a sudden we're going to see that continue to appreciate. Uh, and just like anything, you know, it, wins are very closely correlated to MVP conversation, MVP consideration, and quarterbacks drive that conversation as well. So, and, and we see that closely correlated to the football card market, you know. Um, uh, and be prepared, be prepared is all I'm saying. I follow this guy on Twitter. I think his name is Nola Cardboard or something like that. And his he was buying Baker like crazy during this off season and he he's going to come out like a bandit. I mean, just higher end mm-hmm. stuff and it's just nuts. I feel there's something about Baker that's very relatable, right? He's a former walk on. He is uh, a guy who's been doubted. This is a guy who transferred bet on himself going to Oklahoma and he's not the biggest, he's not the fastest, and there's a lot of doubters out there. And I think people really kind of buy into that with him. And I think, you know, they kind of buy into that a little bit with Russell Wilson as well because he's also undersized. But Russell obviously is 
a very, very good athlete, not as athlete, not as good, not as athletic as he used to be. But there is a relatability to Baker Mayfield, right? Because we, we've all we've all been doubted, and Baker is legit being doubted right now. So it's very interesting. And uh, and yeah, I man, I'm really I never thought that trading a Jerry Rice would for Baker Mayfield would be a good move. I felt dirty when I was doing it. We'll see. <laughs> I I, I got to sell the Baker for for it to really pay off. But man, that is just. It is amazing what quarterbacks can do with some hype. It is truly freaking incredible. We've lived through the Mike White cycle. We've lived through the Jordan Love cycle. We've lived through all different types of cycles here. And the Baker hype cycle is rolling yet again, baby. Uh, yeah, and, and not too um, distant in the past, the Mike White hype cycle was was popping off again. I mean, in fact, people are still buying his cards Right now, I mean, he played again in the preseason. It's like he's continuing to fight for that starting job over Joe Flacco. And uh, Joe Flacco would start, and his card prices are are cheap. They're not like they were when he won when he beat the Cincinnati Bengals and he threw for over 400 yards. He was the first Jets quarterback to throw for over 400 yards since 2000. So, I mean, that just like the Jets fans just dropped their pants, you know, and like went went crazy for his cards, but. uh uh, he's still getting transactions today because of that singular appearance and because he's getting some playing time in the preseason. Like I tell people, I've been preaching this. Like if you are holding, like Kellen Mond got super hyped up preseason week one. Bailey Zappi got super hyped up week one. Um, all these guys, Sam Howell popped off for the commanders with a couple rushing touchdowns, got a bunch of transactions going off on eBay. So there's a ton of backup quarterback hype in the preseason and that's the time to sell those backup quarterback cards because it's recency bias there's a potential uh for those guys like kyle trask is another good example and the more i watch him the more i'm like oh man i don't i just don't think (laughs) 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 you know so uh, but these guys are getting playing time they're the guys that are showing up on the highlights right now they're the guys that are driving demand on on ebay as well Oh man, the Kyle Trask thing! Yeah, uh, uh. It, it's amazing, right? Then uh, you had Kyle Pitts to throw to, you had Darius Tony, had Dan Mullen. Um, obviously, a very interesting player. I don't think he's a future Bucks quarterback if this is Tom Brady's last year. Good to see Tom back. Uh, pretty wild that transaction one ninety two k during last year and now that same card went for 60k 2000 bowman chrome refractor psa 10 at its peak was a hundred ninety two thousand dollar card this is a card that went in a pwcc premier auction uh this time around like i was first thinking why would this person uh, like they obviously need a cash right i mean that's a lot of money but I, I would imagine that if you're someone that had that much disposable income that you could invest in a card like that that you weren't hot pressed to force a sale like that and so this person put in another pwcc premier auction sold for 60k so massive massive drop off there but it's like dude this is the worst time like brady's about to go into his final season he was on vacation in the bahamas and you're here ending an auction on one of his grail cards in the best condition like it's i don't know what that person was thinking they obviously needed the cash i'm guessing that would that was that's my guess they just really needed to liquidate and needed the money 
Um, but I, why would you not hold that card for the playoffs this year? Like this is where when Brady hype is probably going to spike the most is playoffs. I don't know. Do you, do you have it pulled up? Did it ever load up on on that? Oh thing? yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I pull, got it pulled pull, pull up, it up right really here. Quick before we get out of here, once again, everybody subscribe to the YouTube channel, ring the bell, all that good stuff. And man, that is just. Also, oh, it was actually a PSA nine. So the trans, the last transaction on the PSA ten was two million. Uh, so obviously, this card very rare, the Bowman Chrome Refractor from two thousand for Tom Brady, and he only had one hundred thirty-five different rookie cards. And this is one of the few of him in the Patriots uniform. And Bowman in two thousand was the brand. So yeah, this card you can see here um, the peak. So the peak right here was uh, December. January 2022 in the playoff game against the Rams, right. 192,000. Now PWCC Premier Auction goes for 60,000. Here's the the image PSA 960K, 22 bids as well. Whereas the $192,000 transaction had 32 bids in PWCC Premier Auction. I'm interested what the PSA 10 to PSA 9 pop count is. It's just it's unbelievable like how big of a jump i mean it never ceases to amaze me how big of a jump a 10 and a 9 can actually make it um yeah i guess a refractor in that bowman chrome would be just so legendary um yeah the pop on his base bowman is uh 1118 uh psa 10 uh, 2000 on PSA 9 and 705 on his PSA 8. But you can see even in those base Bowman cards, I mean, most of those are down. It's just it's just understanding the relevancy and when that player is getting the most relevancy and the most hype. And, and now is not the time when he's on vacation in the Bahamas. <laughs> mm. But he's back, man. He's back. And so this is having a positive impact. I expect him to go back up. It'll be interesting to see if he has any playing time here uh, in the uh, in the preseason. Um, <clears throat> and and uh, you know, I doubt it, but um, certainly by week one, when we get when we get to see him in action, I think that's when it's like, okay, performance is going to reset all of the current hype. Right now, because all the hype right now is driven by recency bias around what you're seeing in camp, what you're seeing in preseason, also the expectations. So Jamar Chase has an expectation of getting close to double digit touchdowns and putting up at least a thousand receiving yards this year. When his performance goes out and outproduces that expectations, plus the Bengals are winning. Now we can see his card values continue to go up. If he underperforms, like if T Higgins is the guy there you know, through the first three weeks and Jamar Chase is doing okay, but he's taking a back seat. Then we could see his cards just kind of level out. They're kind of, and, and, and there's so much variance in cards, right? Because there's so many different cards. You never know when a person is going to pay an extra thousand dollars for a gold. Maybe it's a new person in the hobby and they want that card. They have that disposable income. They understand the scarcity r- multiplier rule. So there's so much gray area in cards, so much complexity because there's so many different cards that it's really hard to make those generalized statements on what's going to happen. But, you know, generally speaking, if a player outperforms their expectations and their team is winning and they're overall in a good situation, then their card values are going to go up. If they underperform, 
the expectations. So if Josh Allen, for example, what happened last year? They lost the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one, even though he was, again, the quarterback one last year. His card values dipped. They went down because he wasn't the front runner for MVP. No, that was Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, actually, through the first three weeks. And you saw those guys' card values going up. So, you know, that's kind of things to look for. And performance is really going to be the big equalizer, uh, uh, offsetting expectations here in week one. Before we get out of here, Chase Young out uh, the first four games. And um, mm, very interesting. I bet Washington wish they drafted Herbert. Yeah, but, man. One of my big losses is Antonio Gibson, too, man. Oh. Uh, his stock is way down. I've got some nice rookie ticket auto, Antonio Gibson's. I've always invested in him because he had such low mileage on his wheels, and he's such an explosive athlete with just an incredible height adjusted speed score. But now that they've drafted Brian Robinson, and Brian Robinson wore that Alabama helmet in college, and uh, Ron Rivera does some interesting, interesting things. And uh, Antonio Gibson's now, you know, had dealt with some fumbling issues, and he's now pre- he's now like uh, part special teamer, part uh-huh. punt returner. Uh-huh. I don't know. It looks like he's going to be more of a gadget player now, and Brian Robinson's going to be the early down guy. Plus, you bring back J.D. McKissick, who was like about to leave and go to Buffalo. And they're like, no, 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 wait, wait, we'll give you that. We'll offer you that same. So he's obviously going to have a role on third downs. Antonio Gibson's in a total touch squeeze. Now at this point, it's and his values have just cratered, dude. He will rise from the dead. He's excited <laughs> enough. He'll, he'll, he'll have a few spike weeks and you'll be able to make some of that money back. So um, make sure you join the Patreon, patreon.com slash football cards. His name is Andy. My name is Carter. And check out our interviews. We had... The Justin Jefferson Super Collector uh, Bazay on recently, and then Lou Janu. All you got to do is check it out wherever you watch this show, obviously on YouTube or on your podcast. And until next time, bam! Peace, y'all. What's going on, man? What, you got a big rainstorm up there? Yeah, so I had to take Haley to the store. Well, I had to take her to the store and then take her to work today because our dog has a uh, haircut. So um, I had to drive her to work. But, yeah, there's some nasty weather going on out there. How are you? Oh, look at that. Oh, is that yours? That's mine. You know what's so you know what's so nice about this car, dude? I sniped this in auction. This is a 2017 certified rookie roll call Leonard Fournette, and it's serial number to his New Jersey number, number seven, the LSU Alpha Dog number that he wears now, number seven. And I got a ten on the grade, ten on the auto. Boom. Mm. I sniped this car for like ten dollars in auction. I kind of want it now that I think about it. <laughs> it's you know, sick, right? <laughs> yeah, you want to know what's do, – do you know the history of the um, number seven? Um, vaguely. I'm not I'm not super familiar with it. Refresh okay, so, my memory. So uh, the number seven at LSU is a big, 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 big deal, right? So 
they had a bunch of like older number sevens, but it started really with uh, Patrick Peterson, right? Okay. So, you know, Tyron Matthew played with Patrick Peterson his final year. Okay. So Patrick Peterson is a big reason why Tyron Matthew is Tyron Matthew. Um, and I knew Pat pretty well when I was at college and, um, and I would talk to him once a week. They, they would do like interview sessions and I would be off to the side and I'd talk to him. And he is one of the most interesting guys. And it's crazy. You know, I, I could write a book on this. Like every week he would tell me what he was going to do in the NFL. Like, really? I'm, yeah. He, he would be like, uh, man, I can't wait to get to the NFL. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be I'm, I'm going to be one of the best corners. I already know this. And he, he like he's obviously lived up to expectations. And uh, and one of his biggest things that he doesn't get enough credit for was being Tyron Ma- Matthews mentor in college and pro. And he started this number seven tradition. So he played three years with the number seven. Then he graduated and then Matthew wore number 14 his freshman year in 2010. Then he took number seven and had the best season you'll ever see from a defensive player in 2011. And then he got kicked off uh, the 20, uh, 2012 season. And that team would have been Odo Beckham, Jeremy Hill, and uh, Jarvis Landry and Zach Mettenberger on hmm. uh, on offense. Here's Matt right here. And Lyle Collins. And then on defense, it would have been Tyron Matthew, right? And that defense was still loaded, right? So Tyron Matthew's replacement was Jalen Mills, who's still in the NFL. Jalen Mills started four years. He was great, but he had to start as a true freshman because Tyron Matthew got kicked off the team. And Tyron was just so much better than every defensive back ever. Um, you know, a lot of people argue, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick or, or whatever, but he was the most unique, right? Like the only guys you could really argue is like Champ Bailey, really, um, who, who played both sides of the ball. But Patrick Peterson started it. So he wore number seven, then – Tyron Matthew wore number seven. Then they didn't give the number seven out when he got kicked off. So in twenty uh, in twenty twelve, nobody wore number seven. Okay. Then in twenty thirteen, nobody wore number seven either. Okay. So you want to know what they did? They went to Leonard Fournette because Leonard Fournette was the biggest running back recruit of all time. Okay, that's ever existed. Out of all the hundreds of millions of running back recruits, he, he's the biggest, right? Uh-huh. So they went to Leonard Fournette and say, look, as a true freshman, we want you to wear number seven. We want, we want you to be the guy day one. And in 2013, LSU did not take a running back. So they wow. said, look, they, 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 so normally every recruiting class has at least one running back. They intentionally didn't take a running back just to, you know, like sell Leonard Fournette because Fournette was getting, you know, every offer. You know, Alabama wanted him and all that. And, you know, Leonard Fournette 
obviously took the deal, and he had to wear the number seven for three years, and he had LeBron-level hype as a recruit, and he lived up to expectations. And honestly, uh, you know, as great as Fournette was in college and as dominant as he was in college, and he's still he's still the best running back of the modern era. And, and it, what's funny was, uh, you, you know, like Jeremy Hill's like one of my really, really good buddies now, right? Um, what's really funny is like Jay Hill was on one of my live streams and he was chatting and they said, Hey Carter, who's the best running back of the modern era? And I was like, well, it's Leonard Fournette. And then everybody on there was like, Oh dude, you, you collect Jeremy Hill stuff (laughs) on these live streams, all this stuff. And Jay Hill was in there. I was like, it's Leonard Fournette. Ah, nice. Yeah. So they were like, they were trying to burn me. I was like, no, don't you think Jay Hill and I have talked about this? And Jay Hill's probably number two or number three, somewhere in there. But Fournette had to wear that jersey number, all that weight behind it. And he had LeBron-level hype. He had a really archaic offensive scheme, okay? So, and he didn't have Odell and Jarvis on the outside. Now we had decent receivers, but we didn't have those guys. So everybody on the planet knew that this guy was getting the football, Right, every single freaking person on the planet, and he still, he still was incredible. So you know that number seven uniform means a lot to him. That's why you know you spend the thousands of dollars when they were doing the jersey number thing. That's why he wanted that number seven. You know that 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 number means a crap ton to him. And then you can get into the history of like the seventh ward in New Orleans and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, I know I was like a long roundabout way, but getting the serial number seven. Right there, it's big time. Boom. Plus, it sniped in an auction for like literally $10, dude. It was uh, one of those unbelievable finds that I couldn't, you know, I was I was so excited to get it. And now it's come back 10-10. I mean, it's just, it's it's going up on the wall. Check this one out. Oh, you got a case, Sean? Who, 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 who submitted that? You did? I'll let you, get, I'll let you guess who oh, submitted De- this. De- Derek. Yeah, man. That's a big kahuna case, Sean. Serial numbered out of three out of 25 here. Orange Look refractor, big kahuna. Look at that. Let's go, yeah, Kayshawn. Man. But you want to know what's funny? I say all that. And in the background, I have this guy's jersey up. You remember this oh, guy? Sean Alexander, man. The, the Seahawks Hall of Famer. Dude, I freaking miss Sean Alexander so much. Like, I love me a thick running back. You know, Jerome Bettis, sign me up. Larry Zonka, sign me up. Sean Alexander played for the Seahawks in these ugly uniforms. And he went to Alabama, and I still like this guy. I miss his, like, thick elbow pads and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, man, he was, all, he was all padded up. But that's why, like, I just, I don't know, I miss, like, the tanks. Right, Sean Alexander was a mother effing tank. I did list a bunch of cards. Hey, uh, <laughs> I know. Look, I listed this lot if you're interested, because you were the one that actually gave me this card. <laughs> uh, J- that JJ Watt rookie card I've been holding on to. Oh, or T- man, no, yeah. TJ Watt. Yeah, I gave you that in a bet. Yeah, and I was like, let me just put a 99 cent on this. Are we? Uh, are 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 you in a position to bet on the Saints Bucks game again this year? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, you don't, don't sound as confident this year. 
No, I'm you fine. had Drew Brees hey, as your quarterback. Hey, uh, I mean, look, there's one team that could defeat Tom Brady. It's the Saints. It's the right? Saints. The and, Honey Badgers back there. Watch out. Yeah, and, and it's funny, like how close those guys are. But like, uh, but yeah, it should be. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be down to do do a few. All right, it's a it's a good it's a good this is a good comment right here to bring up from Justice Tyrone. Okay, good afternoon. Hope y'all are having a good day. I don't know what I'm doing wrong when I post my sports card on eBay. It's getting no views. Um, yeah, I got an email from that guy as well. Actually, in describing his situation further, he says he's. And and so my first question is like I oh he actually gave me his store actually yeah that's right he gave me his store so uh, send, send I, it to me I'll look at it right now before yeah no I because I told him this is important like I need to know what cards you have you know what your pictures look like so let me see you, you want to know the hard truth about this and I'll say this like in the actual episode is the bottom line is you just got a list of desirable cards I mean that's uh-huh. that's that's all there is to it. I mean, there's, there, there's no, I mean, there, there's, there's no other way around it. You've just got to list desirable cards and you got to take good photos of them. That's it. You know, you can put, I mean, the titles are important as well. Put the year, put the name, put the, the set and put the number of the card on there. Make sure you're spelling the name correctly, but the bottom line is, if it's a desirable card, people will find it. They just will. That's all there is to it. You put a Justin Herbert Silver up there, people are going to find it. Okay? And that's all, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. That's the benefit of being a Tyron Matthew collector is, you know, is he a desirable player for a defensive guy? Probably, but in general, no. So, you know, his, his auctions have gone up, but... You know, still, it's it's just a thing where, you know, he's got to list better cards. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, he gave me his store name, so I'm going to I'm gonna pull it up here and see. All right. Cubs. Cubs like I, 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 trust me. I wish, I, I, I wish, you know, all these rat attack cards that don't mean anything. And also, people just have just gotten more selective. You know, they, they just have. Uh, you know. It's it's yeah it, yeah because it, it really depends on the player right I mean if it's Joe Burrow Justin Herbert they may be inclined to get a base optic base prism but now all of a sudden you know I I think it all depends on like the sweet spots I I do think most hobbyists have and will spend you know thirty to sixty dollars on a whim for a player they like and when mm. you look at what cards fit into that category for skill position players it's autograph card it's nicer cards you know it's serial number cards so. It really does depend on on what you have and what kind of appeal it has. All right. So, did you know, like, to search for specific sellers on eBay, you have to click that advanced search button next to search, and then you have to you really? have to actually, yeah, it's complicated. So you have to click advanced search, and then you have to scroll down here, and there's a sellers button, and you go only show items from specific sellers, and then you type in the name. Oh my god! And then you go search. And so now I find, right. uh, and so yeah. then, yeah, so then I find, oh, okay, and, good photos. an okay. item, 
Yeah, just not not a uh, desirable card, unfortunately. Yeah, so click uh, click his name. Click his name. Okay. I'll save him. Same. And then uh, and and so he's only got nine feedback, which it's hundred yeah, percent positive, but yeah, yeah, the, the likelihood that he's not a good seller is very small. If he's de- really trying to sell more cards, uh, so here's all his listing: one hundred ninety-eight results and titles look good. Uh, scroll down. Let's see. Okay, I would just ninety-nine cent that Jamar Chase. Yeah, I I mean that, if that's if you, a big thing. If you ninety nine cent Jamar Chase, people are he's a hot enough name that people are going to pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like either list it, buy it now, or go ninety nine cent on the auction. That's a definite takeaway. You see, look right there. Scroll up a little bit. It's like that Jamar Chase base mosaic. Scroll up just one more. Right ah. there, just ninety nine cent that right. Yeah. The difference between $5 and 99 cents and the views that you get on a 99 cent auction is not that big. Right. Now, if you had like a, like a very, and this, this is what I did for one of my big Joe Burrow autos during the playoffs. I did a auction and, you know, the first bid was a four figure number, but I mean, I, he was playing in the playoffs. I knew for sure that I was going to get that if he was going to win that game. And I did, but Still, I, I'm just a 99 cent guy and let it ride. Let that thing ride. Yeah, but if you do that, like end the auction at 1245 Sunday, September 11th, right before they play the Steelers week one at right. home, you know? So, like, I wouldn't do it now just because Jamar Chase is not going to play in the preseason. Right. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow is just getting back to practicing. And so the, the hype, it, it's, his prices have leveled off. There's nothing to really drive his prices up or down right now. The hype though, is definitely going to peak. Maybe even end it because chances of him having a good game against the Steelers are high. Maybe you end it like sometime that Sunday evening. Sunday Sunday night. Yeah, Uh, because I think the Bengals probably come away with this game with a win. It's at home. We could absolutely see Jamar Chase at least getting, you know, uh, six, seven, eight targets that he converts into close to 100 yards. I mean, worst case scenario, right? (laughs) Like it would be odd for him to not, at least get that and and then and they come away with a win all of a sudden that's a, a great time to kind of end an auction but i'm actually right glad now. you brought that i'm actually glad you brought that up because i i pulled two different josh allen cards based donruss non-rookies um or like the clearly donruss thing and i have one list ending like at 10 p.m. the night of Thursday night football because they're the season opener. And then I'm going to list one and end it the Wednesday night before the season opener. And I'm going to be interested to see which one actually sells for more. Mm. Um, if the game itself actually plays a role. But yeah, I'm looking here and, you know, uh, it's not, it's a lot of undesirable cards. I'm not going to lie, man. That's all it is, man. Yeah. And like I'm not like, seeing anything serial numbered. The cards from quarterbacks I'm seeing are from offshoot, off brand, lesser desirable sets, college cards. And it's like Garrett Wilson's great big market team, but this is non serial numbered, non autographed, and a college uniform unlicensed card. You know? And you should just 99 cent it. 
the and you should 99 cent the but different... wait till week one wait wait till the games come week one you know the difference between like 99 cent and three dollars is nothing right it, it's mm-hmm. it really is nothing in the grand scheme of things right um yeah, I just don't see a card here that I would uh that and I'm a Jamar Chase guy. Yeah. I I just like But Mosaic is definitely a lesser desirable set. It's it's below Select and Select just came out. I, I definitely want to talk about 2021 Select today. It's yeah, it, sure. it's busted onto the scene. Uh, Andrew Perry said he thinks the select cards this year look gorgeous. Like, uh, there, there's definitely some big fans of it this year. Uh, so I want to do a little market analysis, talk about select. But now yeah, I'm just what? not seeing anything here that pops at all. See, so right there, ten. So uh, that one right there. So ten dollar bids, and then a fifteen dollar buy it now. What? You know what I'm saying? Like that's not, and yeah. also, and also, a lot of sellers don't. Uh, a lot of buyers, like for me, like, like that Jordan Love card right there. Okay, so you see right there that the listing, um, the listing contradicts the price because you see it says 2020 Jordan Love Donruss Optic Rated Rookie Number One Fifty Four Rookie Card. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put rookie. It, something yeah. else is if if if. It's a rated rookie, and I include rated rookie in the title. You don't have to put rookie again in there because of the search. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is I wouldn't put high value on there because if I could buy it now for 15 bucks, it's it's not a high value per se. Now, it could be mm-hmm. a good value if the card is like normally $35, but if I hear high value, that means that this card – is actually worth uh, like $15 is a high value card, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and I would just say that stuff like that at the end just doesn't help. It, it, it doesn't. I but, just don't think it helps. The rocket the, chips, the flame emojis, the brand new mint stuff. I don't think it does anything at all, honestly. But these photos are really, really, really yeah. good, though. Photos I mean, are yeah. fantastic. Got that. Way better than mine. I'll tell you that. Look, I um, I saw your photo. Do you take all your photos outside <laughs> holding the card? I'm, 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 I'm gonna do it and see if it actually helps. I don't think That's it does. Like, uh, some I, kind of human element in there. I noticed. Yeah, all your I mean, photos are you holding the card outside? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll put them out because it does look different, especially in football since the game is played on grass. That's interesting. But yeah, I got a bunch of. If you want to talk about undesirable, I got a bunch of undesirable cards. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do too. And you know what? I, I'll list them and I'll just put them in a buy it now for a load and do a fifty-three cent plain white envelope. And if they sell, it? they sell. If not, I'll, you know, end up giving them to some kids one day. You know. And I'm getting greedy with my Jameis card too. So, you know, I'm I'm in for it. Total all of it, I'm in for it, I think 450 and I got an offer at 650 and I w- I want to get at least 8. I think I think I'm getting greedy. I think I'm going to get at least 8 leading up into the season. I don't know. 
And it's risky. That's it's risky, risky, man. You're playing it's, with fire. I am. I am because I want to. I want to show more loyalty to Jameis instead of just taking a two hundred dollar profit. Uh, I, I'm, I'm showing. I'm, I'm showing belief in in Jameis right now. Yeah, but, but yeah. my my question is, what kind of belief do you have in Dennis Allen? <laughs> um, a lot. Really? Um, just just because that. I wouldn't if that locker room wasn't mature, right? Mm. That is the most veteran team that you could think of in the NFL. You can argue the Bucks and the Saints are the two two of the older and two of the more veteran leadership teams. When you look at the players on those teams, right? You know, obviously with the Bucks, you have Brady, you have Mike Evans, and then with the Saints. You got Tyron, you got Jarvis, uh, you know, you, you you got Mark Ingram, guys at uh, Cam Jordan, guys that guys that are you know well respected in this league. Dang, some of these select cards. Look at that guy. Uh, yeah, that look, for that Mac Jones. Yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta sell a bunch. I can get the Jabbar Chase zebra print. I'll uh, see if we can find that. I got I gotta see if we can find a twenty twenty one select we gotta see what the jamars are going for like what has sold because it's so fresh right now oh look at that bad boy this looks great Orange. right yeah that's nasty that patch is nasty oh look 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 at his uh wow look his auto changed he pulled a tire in matthew he did didn't he is he, is he just getting a little sloppier, just getting tired of signing stuff? Wow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I, that patch is vicious. That is a gorgeous card right there. This is, yeah, a really nice card. Better, better picture. I would still rather that zebra print card. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Oh, but look at the field level on on Jamar Chase, though. This card may do better than his prism just with the picture because this is a good picture. That is nasty. The way that jersey just pops. Yeah. I love love the Bengals. Man, that's nasty. That's a good-looking card, man. I kind of want to just sell my entire collection and just build that rainbow. Mm, Do it. Oh, my God. So that's the concourse. That's the base tier. I think that looks pretty good because he's like just evaded a tackle. Yeah. That's from Chronicles. There's the goofy prism picture. That's so weird. He, he, and he never he never catches a ball like that. And that's pretty much it. You see, it's so fresh that I Man, I can't I can't that first zebra print hits. Ooh. Your boy's gonna have to take out the wedding fund. <laughs>